uh, doing this video, but we're not. So, but we are here at Connect Church. We Happy love you guys. Of the Christmas season. Happy Christmas season. Oh, Oops. That was my glasses. I don't Sorry. know. I don't She's just not going to be able to see anything. But um, it's so good. We have we're, we started celebrating our Christmas season this weekend in our town because uh, there's this uh, great big. Uh, non-event. Non-event. That is a three-day event. It was a one-day event. That's become a three-day <laughs> event because of the other events that it are going on. It gives space to people. It gives space. We just put them on a sidewalk. <laughs> um, but it was, it's been really fun. So if the, why I'm saying that is Very because if, if you oh, hear yeah. <laughs> strange music or people walking into our house thinking it's a store... <laughs> Pay no attention to any of it. Um, yeah. It's just, just uh, roll with it today. If there's music, go with it. we're just going to be serenaded. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're so excited that you guys are here today. Thanks for coming and being a part of this. I'm Kyle. This is Danielle. We just wanted to, to, to take a moment to say hi. We've got so much uh, coming up in church, what's going on around church and the building and the life of church. Uh, yeah, and... Um, if you were just joining us from our kiddos service, welcome. Yeah, we do thank have a you guys. We love you guys. Over on our YouTube channel at 9.30 every Sunday. Uh, so we do it before big kids church big kids. over here. And um, we have, uh, just to let you know if this is one of the first times that you're joining us, welcome. And we have um, things that go on through the week as well uh, to really help undergird us as a community, yeah, even absolutely. as we're meeting virtually. And we have something that's called Shoulder to Shoulder, and it's for the ladies of our house. They get to gather virtually, which for someone that may be a little bit more tentative or shy like I am with that, um, it's a great way to kind of just be a part of something and yet check it out at the same Absolutely. time. And it's on Sunday evenings uh, at 7 p.m. There's uh, It's a private Zoom call, so you would want to just click the link on our link tree. Uh, so you can get that little code and um, to join the ladies, and there's never never a better time than the present to do that. And the men, the men, um, the men, men, get men. together all throughout the week oh, as yeah. well, and that Forged. group is oh. called Forged. And again, there's a link on our link tree to let you know a little bit more about how to do that as well. And it's yeah. still virtual, so again, you can be like a very comfortable lurker. Yeah, you can exactly. <laughs> Right? This it's is like what see, is allowed. This, this is the virtual sitting in the back row. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, you you yes. are back rowers. Know what I mean? Because yes. you come in, and you like checking something out. You sit in the back yes. row. I would be a um, back row. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it's it, and there's so much going on. You know, if you are new to connect, we we love we we want to help you become a deeper disciple of Jesus. Not just a church yes. goer. We love church. The church is the body of Christ. Uh, it's, it gives us relationships and helps us to live life with people. Um, but we really want to, to, to really help you dig down and to get to know who Jesus is because that's what this is all about. Um, it's not just a better life. It's really life right. inside of him. And yeah. so, um, But we have so much going on, Dee. I want to celebrate, first of all, Supreme Court's decision uh, that actually allows churches to, to take some mm. more steps. Yeah. Um, one of the good things that will, uh, that, that's enabling us to, to continue to move forward, uh, at our Cherryo campus, we, the sheetrock is going up uh, and yes. all the walls are done, all the out, the outside ceilings. landscaping, the ceilings, it, it, paintings, it, there's so much going yes. on. We're moving, moving towards, uh, even, uh, being able to get back into, yes. uh, facility life together. Um, but church, even if, if that was uh, available right now, we, we'd still be doing what we're doing. So we're celebrating on one side, but I just want to let you know, uh, we believe right now that this is a safe way for all of us 
for every part of our church community, every part, from the youngest right. to the oldest, right. uh, from people who are perfectly healthy to people who are struggle with health conditions, right. for the body of Christ to be able to celebrate together, this is the best way for us to do it right now. Um, and so, but but the building's going on. So Very exciting. It is. It's so yeah. cool. Uh, so, so, so awesome. I never knew that we could get so excited about, like, spackling. I know, but right? I am. We're like, Trust we me. can even tell sometimes, though, like, there, I think it's a second layer of spackling. Like, and we are, we are celebrating no everything. I, you have no idea how beautiful it's going like you i know people are thinking oh we're just kind of putting some paint up it's brett we are believing for a brand new church yes to come back yes. with a brand new church building yeah. to come into yeah. so it's not one or the other we're believing both those Amen. things that's right and for us church has never been about a building it really is about uh, living life in community and doing community together mm-hmm. one of the ways that we do that babe is uh we've got the christmas toy store yeah uh, it's uh, one of our favorite things that we do this yeah. year we've had to uh, adapt it to the circumstance so we can't bring in toys and give away toys but we still want to help parents that's right uh bring dignity to parents and actually help parents uh, take care of some of the kiddos. needed more than all the other years before. Ever. It's been such a blessing and so vital, but this year it's needed all the more. So much and more. a lot of times by people who have not ever been a part of the toy store on this side of and, it. And that's, I know, and sometimes, can I just say to you, look, if you've, if, if connects your home and in the past you've been people who've been really giving the toys and pouring into the toys and you feel, and this year it's been tough, it's hard. Right. You find yourself maybe on the other side of that. Man, that's the Bible at work. That's, That's exactly the kingdom. Right. The kingdom mm-hmm. says, "Given it shall be given." Yeah. You, you sow and you reap. This is part of it. It's part of a season that you're in. It may not right. be the forever season, but it's right. this season. And for some, uh, it gives us. We can't give toys, but we're giving gift certificates, yeah. uh, gift cards. Not sort of gift cards. That's old school. <laughs> gift cards um, and and food and also yeah. wrapping paper and all sorts of stuff. So, church, if you want to be a part of giving into that. Yes. Um, then go to the link tree to give into that to to, to help uh, make honor kiddos child. honor kids make a make a make a kids uh, Christmas great um, and if you are somebody this year that needs that that wants to be a part of being a recipient of that or knows someone in in the in our community that that uh, wants to be a, a recipient of that and can be blessed by that yeah. we are blessed to be a blessing that's kingdom life and so go to link tree there there's there's spots for everything but babe I, this is my favorite. I've already, we've already started to give into it because I love I, I get excited every time I, I'm being honest I'm not just because I'm the pastor trying to get people to give I'm being we this, have to reel I, them in. this is a, I, I <laughs> love this time because like I, I we started to give to it a, a little bit ago I love it I just look forward to every time like oh I can give so yeah. I'm just I, I'm really want to encourage yeah you because that. you see it translate into families you see totally. it translate into children you see it translate into dignity you see it translate into joy you see it translate Absolutely. into value so I know that we oftentimes love bringing actual toys to the building, but this is still us bringing toys Absolutely. into families' lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's uh, yeah. So it's just again, everything in 2020 has to adapt a little bit. This is That's just right. us adapting. But it's the church being the church, and yeah. this is what we've been telling yeah. you, to, uh, Connect. If if, if this is uh, you know if you're newer to Connect, this is what we are about. We want to live life in community and actually bring life to the community. Yes. It is not either or, it is end both. And that's what we're about. And that's where God is leading us. Um, and so yeah, it's not a church experience. Right. It's life experience together in community and bringing life to that community. So, hey, we got a great um, text this morning from one of our pastors, Pastor John yeah. Hurd. Love you, dude. Uh, yes. So awesome. But he, he just texted us about a verse um, in, in Psalm 95, verse 6. And it says, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. 
We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. God, my God is watching over you today. You are his flock. He cares for you. Let us bow down. Let us worship him. We're just going to do that for a moment with a little bit of a festive... Uh, this is going to be fun. Joy to the world. Kyle's going to join me. <laughs> We're going to sing Joy to the World. <laughs> Maestro, can we have our key, please? <laughs> Come on, everybody. Let's join in. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Come on, Brian. Sing. Hallelujah. Do I have to do the little ear thing? That's actually right, Adam. How about that? That's all pitching everything. Pastor Ron Conley would be happy right now for me. this next week. Virtual high five, Pastor Ron. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I love, I, look, we love, hey, can I just tell you, I grew up in uh, with old uh, old hymns, uh, that was kind of the, the world, I, and they I love, comfort they do, mm-hmm. they just do, and I love this time of year, because Christmas carols can get lost in, yeah. in like, the, the joy, but they're, 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 the they're rich, right? you know, that next yeah. verse says, he rules the world yeah. with truth and grace, um, my king, my, I want to just speak into you, I, you may not be experiencing peace, yeah. You, you may you may you may not actually know the fullness of grace. We're going to talk about that this morning. But I'm here to tell you, my King rules the world. Satan does not rule this world. Come on, darkness does not rule this world. Darkness has a place right now in this world. Come on, darkness and sin has a place in this world right now, but it does not rule it. My King, Jesus, is the King of kings and Lord of lords. The Bible says of this child that was born, come on, the 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 the. The, 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 the authority of the world rests on his mm-hmm. shoulder. The government rests on his shoulders. Your shoulders, my friends, are not big enough to carry your life. Your shoulders were never meant to carry those burdens. My King, Jesus, is able to carry the burdens you're feeling in 2020. Just because January 1st comes doesn't mean those burdens are all, all, all going to come. It's a new year. No, no, no. My King is able to carry anything this morning. Yeah. And Deanna, that's what we want to we yeah. talk just a little bit more about his kingdom reign and what it means for us to live on this side of the veil. We've been talking about how to live on this side of the veil mm. like the realities are on his side of the veil. Yep. Because that's what faith does. Faith brings the reality of, what, of, of, of his reality in, in heaven and it brings it into our reality so we can be a conduit just like faith brings it to us. Active faith brings it through us out into the world around us. And that's what Jesus is all about. He's not just about saving a soul. Amen. He's actually about changing the world. Um, and so that's what we want to talk about. You know, uh, Matthew 5, 6, we've been talking about the Beatitudes. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is about. The, 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 the reality of heaven being brought into our world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthew 5, 6, the Beatitude we're on today, says, Blessed, uh, blessed are, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, if you are looking for a title to the sermon this morning... <laughs> It is hangry much? Come on, are you hangry? No, we got to stop being hangry in our world, and we got to start being hungry for righteousness. 
And it's not just right standing. It is righteousness with God. Mm. It's so funny. I remember being actually very happy when they came up with the word hangry. <laughs> and by the way, we're talking about that right after Thanksgiving, by the way. I yeah, know, yeah. right? But it's like, oh, that's what I've been yeah. for 45 years. <laughs> Everything yeah. makes sense now. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of times God has a way of giving us analogies um, about our spiritual health and our spiritual body um, through our own health, right? And yeah, our own true. bodies. And um, he teaches us through the body and he teaches us through health. And um, at the beginning of 2020, because um, there wasn't enough going on. Yeah, we didn't have um, enough craziness. While I was in the midst of the renovations for um, the TKC. RTKC building, I started to not, I started to know that something was wrong with my body. And I think yeah. after you've been through um, health problems, uh, like I had been, that I knew to kind of, I was torn because I was like paying attention to it and yet being like, I don't want to pay attention to this. Yep. And just not feeling right, not feeling well. And um, so in the front part of 2020, I had gone to a bunch of my different doctors and um, and there was I ended up having um, two different conditions that was contributing right to my um, to not feeling well and it's something that I've battled now Absolutely. all through this year and um, one of the medications so this isn't the, the both of these things can't be um, cured so they just they treat the symptoms right right so with medications and other things that I'm doing and so um, when uh, like, for instance, my endocrinologist was talking to me. They said, now, one of these medications causes weight gain. Now, if you know, over <laughs> the last three years, I have been on like a health serious journey. health journey yeah. um, and lost a lot of pounds. And we ran two half marathons last year and on and on and on. So I was like, wait, what? And then you start to figure out, like, so what's worse? How I'm feeling yes. or what this could do to me, right? And so I said, oh, well, I got this. Like, you, you don't know. Like, I, what, this is what yep. I think in my mind in the doctor's office. And the doctor did know because this doctor had been with me through it. Like, no, really, it really can be um, a side effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, really. don't worry about it. Um, I got this because I was thinking I was going to step into a role of control. And that I was not, what I wasn't prepared for is that I was going to step in a whole new realm of craving. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what started was a craving crazy yes. amount of weird starving weird. hunger like it like pregnancy weirdness like pregnancy like, weirdness like, like not not that pregnancy not, is weirdness not, but you know not, what i'm saying like you, know. you start craving like bizarre pickles and, and it was, peanut butter it was just it was it's just been relentless and it's been something that's that's been hard for me um, and that's something that I think is happening to all of us, you know, yeah. that there's yep. something wrong inside of our body, right? Inside yep. of our spiritual body and our emotional body and our mental body and our relational body. And we begin to say, God's like, okay, well, I can treat this, but you're going to now have an issue with your hunger and your thirst. And we immediately are like, I got this. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. I got this because yep. we're thinking that our human control can give us a victory. And what God is trying to say is, no, no, no. Your soul has the ability to hunger and yep. thirst like you have yep. never seen. And you think you're going to be strong enough within yourself, in the name of Jesus, if you slap that label on there, to control that. Because yep. you're thinking about the amount of control you want to have. And you're not thinking about the craving that comes from the power of the soul or from the power of lack. In the Greek there, when it says, you, they shall be filled, 
It actually means they shall be fed to feed, to be satisfied. But what it does not say is that that is the same thing as not being hungry. Mm. So what happened is that over the course of this year in battling these two things, um, then you end up with two problems. So you still have the initial problem that you brought to God, but now you've also added pounds. So a lot of times we start in this state of absence of, there's an absence of God. There's a space that just needs us to be spiritually hungering and thirsting for something. And we're like, no, I got this, got got it, it. I got this. And then as that tracks, we still maintain that absence, that whole, and we've added baggage. And now we have to figure out what even we're going to give priority to. Because we've we've been ready to face hunger but it's not, yep. we have not been prepared to face craving because the soul has magnificent power to crave things Absolutely. that is not healthy for the spirit of our being. And we think if we put God's name on there, or you haven't ever seen me overcome before, I can overcome That's anything. Right. It's like, and then the enemy always has like something new in his tool belt. And he's like, oh, I know, I've watched you overcome that. Absolutely. So I'm just going to show you what it's like to live in deficit when your control alone will not be sufficient. And then you have to live and also, and, and I'll end it here, but you, when, when we hunger and thirst for the things of God, which we're gonna talk about today, we have, there's a presence, when it says we're filled, there's a presence of peace yeah. and there's a presence of rest. So, so it would only be telling that when we don't, when we don't have that, yeah. not only yep. do we have the original place that needed a filling, and we've added baggage to that. We also have all of that without peace and without rest. Correct. And you know, Correct. we've talked so so much about how my peace always ends up being the first thing on the table that the enemy goes after. Absolutely. Every because he yep. knows how much I treasure it. But that's something that we often battle are battling through, and we're and we're actually thinking that being without peace is something that God is asking us to live with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not because he is peace, Jehovah Shalom. So something's missing. That's but we right. We just haven't honed in on what it is yet. Yeah, and I, I love what you said, dude, because, um, you know, I've, I've watched it with you. You could have eaten, you know, three healthy meals a day, but mm-hmm. because of this, yeah. there's a craving on top of that that, that that tries to steal stuff away. Yeah. And I think what we have to recognize is that the truth is in our life is that we all have a, a, a hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's mm-hmm. actually what our spirit brings to us. Our spirit Correct. wants to be in right standing with God. It, it wants to get rid of all the obstacles that keep us yeah. from intimacy with Him because that's why we were created. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why we were created, um, and that's what He wants to deal with, is, is so that we can have intimacy with Him, so that we can know Him and make Him known. If you want to wrestle with why, we, yes. why, why, am, I, why am I alive, Here, here's mm-hmm. the easiest answer, to know Him. And to make them known. And so our spirit in there is saying, yes, that's actually what I'm looking for. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. It runs it through. It comes through the filter. That desire comes through the filter of our broken and sick. Yes. Our broken and sick and diseased uh, sinful nature, our broken soul, our broken mind, will, and emotions. And, And the hunger for, stay with me, church, the hunger for righteousness turns into a hunger for rightness. Rightness, indeed, where where it's like we have to be right. No, 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 no. Ninety no. percent of our fights, are, are I'm sorry, our, la- our loud discussions are because I want to be right. 
Um, and I pushed to be oh, right. Oh, no, I was going to say because I want to <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the blame on this one. No, no. I'm no. right. You're wrong. I'm right. Um, but it's true. We want to uh-huh. be right. We want to seem right. Yeah. We want to uh, yeah. We want to think right, act right. We want to. That's why we we create personas uh, that that look right on the outside. It's it's why we spend so much time on all of the image on mm-hmm. all of that um, because we it's all about rightness, making sure proving that we show, the, proving the rightness that exists. Anything to keep me from being being wrong, thinking I'm wrong, yeah. uh, looking like I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's why we get challenged so much, babe, when someone challenges the attitude that we have or the action that we had or the, the, the way that we are upbringing or yeah. our political view or the fact stay with me, or the fact that we may have some sort of social pri- privilege. Yeah. Because, yes. whoa, whoa, wait right. a minute, wait a minute. Right. You're challenging my rightness. Yeah. Not my righteousness because right. his righteousness may see something very differently than our rightness. And that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening. But I, I do believe, babe, I do believe that it, it's not just my, uh, it's not just because we get worth and value out of other, what other people think. Yeah. But I don't actually think it's just about worth and value. I actually think it's, it's our souls, our soul has given into the illusion, the lie, the deception, that it's, this is the mechanism in which we connect to God with. There, there is this like mm. our soul is still there our saying. Goodness, you mean? Yeah. What's like our, what when you say I'm just I'm yeah. asking for clarity. Like you mean that's how we connect to God? Meaning see my goodness. Yes. My yeah. Yeah. See yes. my rightness. When yes. I'm right, this is how. Yeah. So my soul's right. telling me it's not a bad thing. Like our yes. soul saying, but that's how you connect to God. So even when someone challenges it, you're like, whoa. That's what's at stake. That's too. what's at stake. That's my connect exactly, <laughs> and, and and that's why Paul settles this for us. And this is what we got to get to. Galatians 2.21 says, I cannot cast aside the grace of God. For if righteousness was able to be accomplished by following the law, mm. by doing right things, mm. then Jesus died for nothing. The, the, part, the type of person that I am wants to hate that verse. I know. Because, you, because I'm that type of person to just tell me the rules. Yes, and correct. I will follow them because that's in our in our right. arrogance. We'll say I can follow them. I can follow and them. What, what but that's the word what, shows us is that no, you we can't. can't. Yeah, and, and that's what they did, and that's what the law. That's why we struggle because we will look at the, all the law that God gave, yeah. and we'll say, "Well, what's that all about?" And Paul says, "It's a tutor to show you. Yeah, you can't do it. Like like when I look at advanced trigonometry, or or I can't do math. it, <laughs> or new math. <laughs> I have no idea. The people, I have no idea. But it, it's like it shows me I can't yeah. do it. Right? That's what the law was supposed to do. And I think that the the reality is is because of our brokenness." We readjust all the beatitudes, all of them, to be doable. You're, when you share this, with doable. Them, it's very good. They're all doable, right? We make them doable for ourselves. So we say it's not blessed in the poor in spirit; it's blessed are the poor, so that we feel yeah. better about our capitalistic society for keeping people poor. Because after all, I mean, we need somebody to mm-hmm. give to, and we, after all, they're blessed. We, we charitable we, too. Charitable too, right? We 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 love the blessed are those who are mourn. Oh, I mean, are unhappy. Um, uh, because they can then seek happiness. That's mm. that's what we're talking about. Blessed are not the meek, but the nice. It's the nice that will inherit the world. If we're just nice, the world will change. Blessed, the next one after that was blessed are the merciful, or oh, I'm sorry, blessed are those who deserve mercy. Mm-hmm. Thus, nullegating the very fact of mercy. And we make all these things doable in a sense, my friends, and the result is that we come to this place, at least I know I do, where I have self-corrected so oh. much Mm-hmm. that I can convince myself I'm okay. I've self-corrected enough that I can convince myself that I, I'm satisfied 
with the self that I have created. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm better than I was before. I'm not doing it as or, much as I did. To, I'm in, um, in, in, um, in, proximity in proximity to the people that I just said. That's what I was going to say. The mercy, exactly. Need the charity, I'm not. I mean, look at them. Exactly. Me. Others. Right. I'm not righteous. I'm not righteous. I'm not righteous. But I was. I said to D earlier this week. Do you remember when we were in high school? They gave you or, or old oh, school. Yeah. They gave you this egg because you had to parent, right? You. Mm-hmm. They, you had to carry it around and you had to keep a journal, like when it pooped and when it was when it fed and oh, when it was babysitting. My my babysitter was always Jim Locker. <laughs> you like that? Um, you were the person that I got assigned totally, to. Totally, 100%. <laughs> that I totally had to yes. take care of this egg. Take care of this stupid he, egg. He it's ridiculous. People would dress it up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, and, and we'd get graded. Do you remember you get graded yeah. on what then the, what yeah. the teacher thought, whether you were a good parent or not? Here's the, the reality. I, I was doing all those things. I wasn't a parent. Right. I, I carried yes. this egg around. I acted. Yes. I did all the actions. I was graded by someone off of what they thought, right. how good I was as a parent. I don't mm. care what grade they gave me. I was not a parent. I could do all these things, but I, I, I'm just carrying an egg. Come on, church. That's that's what religion is. It's what's going on in church so much right now is that we're, we're creating this egg. But I'm carrying the egg. Grade me on the egg that I'm carrying. But I'm not righteous. I've got a lot of rightness in me. But I'm not righteous. This is what Jesus wrestles with. Dean, I'm going to let you go. But in, in Luke chapter 18, he tells a parable. He says, there are two people that come in and dealing with righteousness. He literally says, dealing with righteousness. The, the tax collector and a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. They both come into the temple to pray. The Pharisee comes in, stands before God, stands before the public. God, thank you for not making me like all these other people. I am so righteous. I'm not like them or them and them, especially that tax collector over there, because I don't fast once a week, which is re- required. I fast twice. I don't just tithe off of some of my stuff. I tithe mm. off of everything. Mm. I got a lot of rightness. I'm carrying a good egg. The tax collector stands up and beats his chest and says, God, I'm a sinner. I need your mercy. Jesus looks at the crowd filled with people who think the Pharisees are everything. And he says, do you know who God thinks is righteous? Do you know who God made righteous in that moment? Not the one carrying the egg. The one who knows that his egg was completely shattered. And he is in need of the mercy of God. It is not about rightness. It is about experiencing and encountering the grace of God's righteousness. It's hard because, you know, when you were talking about it, and we always, we're funny when we're explaining um, that attitude of like, well, I, I, blessed are the merciful, but, but it never, it very rarely makes it to the surface of our behavior. It's very much a subtle monologue that we keep in the interior oh, of our life, right? So by the time it comes out, it, we've, we have, we have washed that thing up. So it sounds very reasonable if it ever was to come out in conversation. Correct. But inside of us, there is always this um, earning of. Um, of of the, of goodness, I have done this, therefore I am good. So that is when someone comes against you, even if they don't, but they you you're you're viewing it as them coming against you. That's what's at stake. I think that was like really Correct. important that you that you pointed that out because you know what you're then battling when you're in an argument with someone is is what I identify as what makes me pure. Yes, what correct. makes me. This is the proof that I have been hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Correct. This is the proof and of this it. This is yeah. what you're touching. Correct. You know, and um, Kyle and I, I, he knows that it's really important to me 
um, when for me to understand what the end game of something yep. is, and it's very, it's like a super helpful thing that you do when now when when I'm trying to like execute something, when I'm trying to figure out something, solve something. You know, you'll even say, "All right, well, what is our end game?" Even like when we yeah. prepare today, what do we want people we'll to walk, walk away, away from? With. Right? Yep. Because what happens is, is that you can get into a message that we're going to be wanting to share with the with the church, and if we are not clear on what we wanted to share, sure, but why we wanted to share, Correct. we can get through a whole Sunday and not and not know if it hit the mark because the mark was what we Correct. got. We got we, cloudy on if it. Preaching right? the message, what, preaching a message is the mark. Yeah. Then, yeah. And so when, but we do that in our life all of the time. Correct. And so what we normally, and what that just means is that in our relationships, in how we conduct ourselves as a lover of God, as we conduct ourselves as a daughter, as a son, as a husband, as a brother, as a friend, as all these things, we, we often, without realizing, we start with what we hunger and thirst for. Amen. Yeah. And what we don't start with, which is, is the end, end game, game. Which is righteousness. Which is exactly yeah. a, living a life of holy integrity. Yes. You know, sometimes that word righteousness can seem like that's such a, like, Bible word. That's such a yeah, you know, correct, churchy correct. word. But, that's like, good. to yeah, live with a holy yep. integrity. Yep. Is your life lived with a holy integrity? That for me is how I, I that's not like the Greek definition, but that's yeah. how I'm trying. And so if I want my life to look like it is lived with holy integrity, then that means it's going to need, I back out of that. I'm going to need to now dictate what hunger, things I do hunger and thirst for from my soul that I don't feed and what things I do need to hunger and thirst for so that it, it creates the at that end game, Amen. which is a life that's lived with holy integrity. Yes. And even in this pandemic, it has really, as far as for us um, regarding the church, right? It's really begun to flesh out why we do everything. I mean everything. When we, when we come back together huh. as a physical yeah. community, there's so many things that are going to look different. And is it because of to change the aesthetic of something? No, but that could be the... Um, Correct. That that's could, all someone sees, they're going to miss the message behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also the um, like the carrot that can dangle in mm, front of you, like, oh, good. let's give somebody something fresh and new aesthetically. And but there has to if we're not clear on the why, we don't ever get clear on who we actually have become. Correct. And so even becoming like coming to church all of the time, yep. right? Which is a beautiful thing, which is a good thing, which is an important thing. It gives people community in Christ and we gather together and we learn the word together we serve one another and all these great things but when we didn't when when that was taken off the table for a season right yes. coming together it really started to show some fissures because a lot of times we are showing up on a Sunday because we are hungering and thirsting for things in addition to hungering and thirsting to become a disciple correct and a lot of times we're feasting on what a Sunday gives us from being around certain people groups, being around yeah. a certain message, being around a certain atmosphere. Yeah. And But then also Monday through Saturday, we feast on other things. Correct. And so by the time our Sunday is coming in, we're either wanting to create separation because of condemnation and shame, or we're needing to really get our Sunday fix on again Correct. because we want to reset Correct. like a diet yeah. on a Monday. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. starting Correct. strong. Correct. And what... Starting with our end game being a holy life of integrity, it would say, all right, I need to be present with my church 
because yes. it is what is helping me become a lover of Christ. Yes. It's helping me to become a faithful servant. It's teaching me how to serve other servants, right? Absolutely. So we're living in this, instead of being like, what can I gain from it? What can I get from it? What can I walk away from it? Because then what we do is we do that on our Monday and we push stuff in that in that bowl yes. and then on Tuesday yep. we put other yep. things in this bowl and we mix it all together and we're like why is this not chocolate cake correct because we didn't have all of the right ingredients, ingredients. for chocolate yep. cake and so that's why I'm saying it's like even good things church even good things we do this with we think oh well okay well wanting to be a part of and I'm just using yeah, this doing good talking, is not wrong right doing good is correct. not wrong correct. it's part of actually correct. the outworking of being uh, a disciple who walks with holy integrity but is that what are but in our humanity with our soul we are even looking at the most beautiful precious thing as a as a place from which we take correct as a pot from which we pull from right and then we and that and that because it starts with that place being diluted it's why we then turn around and say but isn't this good Yes, correct. This is my goodness. Don't call this yeah. something that it's not. Correct. After all, I went to church. I right. I was a part of Forge. Right. I went to shoulder to shoulder. I served at TKC. Yeah, I gave to the kids. Yeah, yep. I'm charitable. Yep. I'm the, I'm the, I gave to the toy store. I tithe, right. you know, and it's like, yes, all of those things are good and needed and pure and beautiful. And they have, they benefit so many people, but... Were we supposed to be doing those things because we were reaching in as part of our yes. as part of our value, worth, and goodness, or we were supposed to be doing those because that's who a disciple who walks with holy integrity does? Yes. Is is it the is that what is filling me up to right. be righteous, or is that the overflow, the righteousness that right. comes from Jesus out of me? Those two things are very different, right. and I, I think the simplicity, and I want to really encourage us today um, because I think the simplicity, babe, of really finding the answer of this is really found in the imagery that Jesus uses, right? Very he true. says, Very if true. you hunger and thirst for, uh, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, um, and it's not really what we can bring to the table, but what God can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So when we look at that imagery, we have to ask ourselves, can we in and of ourselves, when we're hungry, can we create inside of ourselves food for us to stop being hungry? No. Can we create uh, hydration inside right. of our own body yeah, to yeah, stop yeah, being yeah. dehydrated? No. It requires external external things to be brought into us in order for us to actually be made uh, uh, satisfied. And we, we need bread. We, yeah. we need water. We need food. We need Starbucks. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. No, we need something external to bring in. Yeah. And, and that's why righteousness really isn't about just right standing with God, although it creates that. It's not about just right actions, although it creates that. Mm -hmm. Righteousness, my friends, is a person. Mm -hmm. Righteousness is a person. And when Jesus was talking about this to his audience, they understood this at a multitude so of levels. So it wasn't just we we just we are defining it as a word. He is actually Excellent. helping them understand because in Judaism, the Messiah is known time and again as the son of righteousness. So he said, man, when you feast on the son, the Messiah, when you come in contact, when you're drinking for what the Messiah brings, when you're feeding and feasting for what the Messiah brings, right? Malachi 4.2, uh, the, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. It's why time and time again, Jesus reconnects them and tries to connect them to this imagery of what the Messiah brings. John 6, 34. 
25. I'm the bread of life. Whoever eats of me, whoever mm -hmm. eats this, my life, what I'm bringing to you, will never go hungry again. You'll never go thirsty again. In the next chapter, John 7, in verse 37, he says, If you come to me, if you're thirsty, I'll give you living water to drink. He's, built, he's, he's bridging it back to, it's not about right yeah. actions, they follow. It's not about right, right standing, right. it follows. What, 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 what connects us is actually the, the are we daily eating and drinking in this relationship with the Holy Spirit, relationship with Jesus that actually brings peace mm -hmm. and satisfaction to our soul. It, it's the imagery, D, and, I, and, and, and many times you guys know I get back to this all the time, but uh, it's... Uh, when the children of God were in the wilderness, mm -hmm. going from Egypt to the promised land, if you want to know what your life really is about as a believer, just read those chapters because it really is our life. We, we, we get out of sin and we're, we're in this walk. And a lot of times we're just in the wilderness and we're trying to figure this thing out. And uh, we're headed towards the promised land of God and the abundant life of God. But we mess it up. And we, yeah, we want to go back. And so, we're like, we're like, and so if we read it, we condemn the, uh, the, the Israelites. And I'm like, we are the Israelites, we are the Israelites. right? And so you, you look at this and in Numbers chapter 11, they're complaining because they don't, they, they don't want the manna anymore. We don't want just the manna from heaven. We, we want meat. We want what we used to have in Egypt, the abundance of what we used to have when we were in slavery, what we got used to, what our bodies yeah. crave. It's not hungering. It's a craving. I and guess. actually what that Hebrew says, they crave for something, mm -hmm. not hunger for. They crave for something. And, uh, really and, then, and, and then in, in Exodus 15 and, six, and 17, it talks about uh, they're thirsty and they're grumbling again mm -hmm. before God. What do you do? Let us out here. We had all that we could drink in Egypt, all this stuff. And every time they tried to control, control it and fulfill it themselves, their cravings mm -hmm. on their own. Plagues came. The <laughs> water was bitter. Right? Mm -hmm. it's just, it was at, time and time again. But every time God said, no, 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 I brought you, you're hungry, I got it. I'm giving you manna. And Jesus said, I was the manna that came down from heaven. Oh, you're thirsty, it's okay. Hey, Moses, strike the rock, and out of the rock will come living water. It's an image of Jesus when Jesus was struck on the cross for our infirmities. What came out of him was the Holy Spirit that quenches the thirst of our very soul and makes us right standing with God. The Bible says in Exodus 15, they tasted the water on their own, and it was bitter. And God says, throw a piece of wood that I've picked out into the water, and when the wood... Come on, that God gave, struck the water. What was bitter became sweet. It's a picture of the cross of Jesus Christ. What he paid mm -hmm. becomes sweet. See, my friends, the, the right standing, the, the righteousness that we're looking for is found. What God is trying to show us in that is that righteousness isn't about us doing right things in order to be righteous. It's actually about connection with righteousness itself. Why did God do all that in the in the wilderness? Was it just so that we personally could experience righteousness? No. So that we could be righteous and create a righteous community, a righteous community. And I think that's that's what, you know, we we babe, we I want to continue to talk through because this righteousness that we get when we come to Jesus isn't about, "Woof, I'm saved, yeah. and I'm going to heaven now. I'm good." It really is so that this thing in our relationships can change. Yeah. You know, we have to ask ourselves, do, do, do our, are our relationships reflecting who Jesus is? Is, the, is how we talk to each other in our relationships, mm -hmm. uh, not just in our intimate ones, but in every relationship, does it reflect who Jesus is? Is, is, it, is it built on health and holiness? Is it built on elevating the other? Um, is, it, is it loving someone at the expense of yourself, loving your neighbor even more than ourselves? Because this is the fullness. When he says, knowing me, you will be filled, full. Mm -hmm. 
the fullness you're looking for is this, to know God and to make him known. It's not an either or, it's an end both. To know God, to know Jesus, and then to make him known in our world. This is why Paul says in Philippians 2, 12, we got to work out our salvation. It is God working in us and through us to his purposes. Yeah. So I think can that, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I think that um, as, as Americans, yeah, American, Americans, it's so easy for us to have um, like a cause and effect instantaneous response. So in America, we're hungry, so we feast. Correct. Right? Um, and even for people who have very, very little, it's very different than it would be in a third world country. Correct. Uh, you know, Correct. For, for example, so like in America, we, that's why there's, you know, so many commercials for food, you know, because it's like you don't just get one type of food. You can, you have an array of choice. Absolutely. And so it's like there's this, there's this knee jerk reaction to hunger. And we, and that's why I was saying earlier that what the word is teaching us that we can start working on today with God is that. It, it, that you can be filled and still live with certain hunger. Yes, still, yes, and yes, yes. it's not because God is trying to teach us that, that's right, you better be, like that's how we sometimes see the dependence that God uh, God created um, in the wilderness. It wasn't because he wanted to show them, like, you have nothing without me. Like, Correct. I heard him depicted so ugly. And it's like, think about the fact that God let all of them collectively lean. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like the weight yeah. of an entire Every. race just leaning on him. Yeah. Morning, noon, and yeah. night for need, and him taking the onus of that. That's intimacy. Absolutely. When you have to lean into someone morning, noon, and night every day for 40 years, that's intimacy. Absolutely. And he was taking the onus onto himself. And we're so used to being like, I'm hungry, let me eat. Yes. And our soul is so used to yep. doing that that it's not used to cohabitating with hunger. Because we equate hunger as something we have to solve. Yes, We correct. equate hunger to something correct. that deserves correct. to have a craving met. Yep. And that's why we have the opportunity, particularly in the dynamic of our world right now, to figure out how we can be fed in the spirit and still be hungering in our soul and that not be something that we have to resolve or solve. Yeah, I mean... I. Babe, I think it's not enough for us to just mourn our past sins. We have to hunger for the one who actually can keep us from our sins. And this, the, the, I think what you're talking about is be, until we're on the other side of the veil, we'll never not have those soul never. cravings. Never. But the more that our spirit is full exactly the the less those cravings have over our life like after thanks after you've stuffed yourself with a thanksgiving mm -hmm. meal come on you you're not you know yeah. you can see those taco bell commercials all you want right you're you're not running to the border because you're full there's a sense of full you you still can imagine oh man i do love tacos yeah. you, you know oh, we, yeah. i see those things like i love tacos or popeyes man not popeyes right popeyes hallelujah someone shout i i i see popeyes commercials and he, i want to go out and get them but you but want to go out and get sometimes them? i go out and get them <laughs> like yesterday um thank you grubhub we love you um no but i think i think d what you're saying is it's not we think it's an either or it's not it's an end both but um, I think when we're, when, the more that we push into Jesus, the righteousness that we get from him isn't mo meant to be just personally experienced. It's meant to be exercised communally. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, this kind of result, and this is why I want to encourage us in the big picture of things, 
Because when we get this fullness, it actually creates us on our spirit side. It creates us, gives us the ability to create healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm not looking to you this is, this is to yeah. satisfy my need, this is when I'm not looking for you to be the, the thing that satisfies the my craving, craving Mm-hmm. When I'm not looking for you to bring something to me, mm-hmm. when I'm not looking to the pastor to mm-hmm. bring something to me, church to bring mm-hmm. something to me, my boss to bring something to me, my spouse to bring something to me, my friend, it, it exactly, to bring something to me. Exactly, right. like, we, we've been talking about this so much. It's just like, and it goes back to what we've talked about before. It's so connected to expectation. Correct. Because we think we deserve it. And what do we think we deserve? A response to our craving. Correct. That's why we need meekness before meek. If we can't, if we don't settle the meekness right, listen. If we don't settle the meekness issue correctly, we will hunger for the wrong thing. If you don't settle the meekness thing first, and if you're not sure what we're talking, go about, back to last week. Yep. Times that we're talking about it. Yeah, you can go back to um, when they were passing. Yeah, it, 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 it will. What we end up hunger for the. But when we get this thing right. And we're not looking. Then we're actually we're coming to this relationship with peace. We're coming to this yeah. uh, relationship with joy. We're coming with it with a holy integrity that actually becomes the foundation for it. Mm-hmm. But when we're looking for human beings to be the thing that so that brings satisfaction to my life, it's like we're it's like that's the Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And when when they do bring it to us, we get stuffed. We get stuffed. We fall asleep, mm-hmm. and then we wake up. Come on, somebody craving more. Because we've already had it. You know what? When they don't bring it to us, because this is something that I was going through this week, when they don't bring it to us, and not because people are withholding, it's just like they don't even realize it. It 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 removes your peace. I was I walked through this room actually, and I was like, "What is wrong with me?" Like I felt very down. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have that time when you're like, "What? Wait, I I just forgot what I'm upset about." Like, <laughs> like you, 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 you're aware of like the residue. I'm, I'm like, really like, ticked. What, what am I ticked about? I know. Does that sound crazy? There's got to be other people that are like, oh my gosh, wait, I'm so upset. What am I upset about? <laughs> and then you're like, was it was it a text that I read? Was it something that I saw? Was it an email? Was it like a bill? Like you, you, not, this has to happen. To other no, it's totally anyway, all the time. But um, but I realized as I was walking through the show, I was like, what the heck's wrong with me? And I realized that it was. There was a situation that someone else was going through, and there was a complete lack of peace in that. Yes. And I, without, I had taken that on, and I was walking through yes. this room, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Where's yep. where? What am I upset about? Where's my peace?" Because it, sometimes it doesn't even just stop with somebody else. It always we play that scenario out how it's going to then affect our life. Yes. Right. So even if someone else is living inside of an absence and they're trying to get that craving met. If we step into that without the health that you were yes, talking correct. about, then all of a sudden my peace is messed up. Totally. I'm not at rest, and I'm thinking I didn't even hadn't even talked to that person. Yeah. Like that person was just in unrest, yep. and it like hopped onto me. But yes. I accepted it and I absorbed it because when we walk around, that's the other thing. When we walk around with feeling like other people need to meet our craving, we also then feel the responsibility to step in and be the response to other people's cravings. cravings. Yeah, and, and guys, look, the, that, the, that, the reality of this is that that's in all of our lives. Yeah. So um, I think the reason that Dee and I are bringing it up today is just to be able to, to, to highlight it for you so that when you're starting to feel yourself, um, look, everybody has days where they just, they're, you're, you're, you're tired, you're, you're exhausted, you're worn out, you know, you come to church, you just need to be poured into. Mm-hmm. You, you have yeah, a friend, sure. you just need to be poured in. We're not talking sure. about those days. But when you're finding yourself. That's your lifestyle. Correct. Yeah. In, in a constant place where you're the taker. 
And, they, and, and instead of being uh, the, the constant place of being able to be the giver, not because giving is the right thing to do, Excellent. the rightness. Excellent. It's the righteousness being poured out of you. Can I just say this? Look, every time we look at the Bible, whenever right, divine righteousness, divine righteousness actually satisfies people, there is an overflow that comes to it. The Bible says, uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not what? What? He makes my cup overflow from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1 when God puts the the trees in the garden he says there's fruit on it oh but by the way there's seed in the fruit so it's not only to bless Adam there's seed in the fruit to be a blessing beyond that moment you know the 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 the, the, the trees around the um, river of life do you, that says yeah. their leaves were their leaves the, the fruit was in every month and the leaves were meant for healing of the nations, right? So even our relationship with the Holy Spirit is meant to give us fruit, but it's also meant to actually overflow into other people's lives. The constant be a giver, John 15. On the vine, you're the branches. When you stay connected to me, there's a there's an overflow that's meant to that that's poured out. It's not I'm giving because it makes me right. I'm giving into the world because the overflow of his righteousness in me, his love, his peace, what he's given me. It has to flow out of me because right. if I'm standing in a place in my relationship where I'm not looking to, out of need for someone to give me something mm -hmm. and I realize I have the opportunity to give, then I'm not looking at them as, as someone who is a threat to take something from me. Really good. I am looking at them as a pilgrim on Very the good. pathway Very toward righteousness that enables me to pour his righteousness into them. They're just pilgrims on the same path as I am toward being able to receive his righteousness. And when I can look at people like that, when I realize, man, D in our relationship, um, if I've already received from Christ what I need to receive from Christ, she's never a threat. She's never a threat to me. She's always this opportunity for the righteous one that I have known who has blessed me to pour out of me. The, the, the water that I drank to be able to flow out of me. The, the, the leaves, then the fruit that God is bearing and uh, growing in me to actually be released without it being less. I love that, that, that Ezekiel 47 there because it does say the fruit comes, is, is ripe every month. That means that what, no matter how much you pick it, there's more fruit to come. When the, we drink from the river, when we drink from the king, when we find our, our righteousness in him, not in rightness, but in righteousness, the overflow will change the way that we see church, the way we see community. Man, can I just say something? Someone of a different political view of me is no longer a threat to me because it's just an opportunity for me to pour the love that God poured into me into them. Right. And receive that love. And receive that love. That they have to give. Somebody, somebody who is struggling with something that I've already overcome and I can't believe they're still struggling with it. Hey, what an opportunity right. to pour forth. I wonder how differently life would be, our church would be, um, our relationships would be if we would actually be filled by him and then through that filling, bring it. So I'm not looking for someone else to satisfy me, but I'm satisfied in him. Let me leave you with this verse. Isaiah 55 verse 2 says this. This is God asking this question of the, of the world. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Man, this is such a word I believe to the American church. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and, you, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me. Eat what is good and delight yourselves in my rich food.
incline your ear, come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. The craving and the hunger that is inside of each and every one of us can't be bought and it can't be earned. But it absolutely can be received and given away freely Amen. by the grace and the goodness of God. I cannot cast away the grace of God. For if righteousness could be obtained by following the law, Jesus Christ died for nothing. My friends, he didn't die for nothing. He died for you. To set you free from the burden of having to be right. For all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of thy sins are death, the Bible says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The gift. Today, I don't know where you are with God. I don't know if you're tired of trying to be right, do right, yeah. seem like you're right. I don't know if you are ready just to lay that down and say, God, I can't be right like the tax collector, to beat your chest and just say, God, I am a sinner and I need your mercy. Because that's the only thing that can set us right before God. Salvation cannot be earned, deserved, can only be received. For Christ died for you to set you free. And the Bible says if you'll confess him with your mouth today as Lord of your life and believe in your heart that the work he did on the cross was enough and that God approved that work by raising from the dead, today salvation will come to your life. Today. Whether you've never prayed that prayer before, whether you've prayed it a million times, but you find yourself far from God today. My friends, we're going to pray right now. And if you will pray that prayer today, the righteousness of God will come into your life. And intimacy will be restored. Let's pray. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you all of my life. I've come to give you all of my life. All that I have. And all that I have. All that I ever will be. All that I ever will I be. I willingly give to you. I willingly give to I'm you. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To cleanse me and to forgive me. To cleanse me and to forgive me. Of every sin I've ever done. Of every sin I've ever done. To fill me with your spirit. To fill me with your spirit. And to make me your child. And to make me your child. Today I choose. Today to accept your righteousness, to accept your righteousness, and to be a conduit, and to be a conduit of that righteousness to the world. Of that righteousness, to I, give the glory, I give you the glory, and the honor, and the, honor and the praise. And in praise. Jesus' name, amen, and amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah! Bible says right now, all of heaven is partying. Yes. because you prayed that prayer today. Yeah. We want to celebrate with you. Yeah, and if you felt yourself like just really being drawn mm. to what we were talking about today, and Wait, what is the difference between now? What do I do? Like, how do I live, you know, right yeah, without right. trying to live right? And all of those other questions that you will um, definitely still have. We want to send a free book to you. It's a book called The Surprise of Your Life. It was written by one of our pastors. It's also the book that we gave away through the Kingdom Come food truck. And we would love to send it to you for free of charge. So there's going to be a link on whatever platform you're watching us today. And if you give us your name and your mailing address, we will get one of these out to you this week. It's yeah. a really, it's a very inspiring 
uplifting and insightful, easy read. You won't feel like, I don't understand this. You will be able to understand and you'll feel Love elevated by the end of it. Yeah, and TKC uh, is uh, our, our Thy Kingdom Crumb mobile food truck. Uh, that we do in partnership with Carson Woods AOM Foundation and uh, Carson Maddie. We're so thankful for all that you yes. pour into yes. um, TKC and Connect to, to make yes. that possible. Um, and I know we have a run coming up this Thursday yes. at uh, 4 o'clock at church uh, for food and being poured out. We gave uh, 200 meals away, um, full meals for Thanksgiving, family meals, uh, yeah. family meals that, that fed hundreds. And we are so, so excited to do that. And, and we, I love the fact that we have lots of people that come out and serve. And what yes. a great opportunity to be a, a part of that. Yeah. Um, but guys, in order to do those kind of things, we continue um, uh, we're give, uh, to, to, to take the opportunity to give. Um, to, to, build, to continue to build the building, continue to do services, continue to reach out into our community and make a difference. Uh, it, all re- it all requires us as a community to be a part of giving. Yeah. Um, and I know that the, uh, the, one of the verses I used today was uh, they didn't have any water. And in Exodus 17, God right. says, Moses, strike the rock and uh, with the staff, with what I already gave you. Just, just do, use what I already gave you. And uh, the moment that he obeyed and used what God gave him, overflowing mm. abundance came and, uh, and, and changed the community. My friends, that's all that it requires. When, when we actually are, are willing to, to obey God and actually take already what God gave us, he's not even asking for us to go out and get stuff that he hasn't given us already. He said, I already put something in your hand. Just use what I've put in your hand. And when you use what I've put in your hand, come on, when you tithe, when you give, when you sow into the house, when you actually uh, release that uh, in, in obedience, what it does is it releases yes. an overflow in the community. And that's part of this. It's part of the opportunity that we have of changing our world is when we give into the offering. So right there, there's a Linktree app. Um, You can click click right on it where you are right now. You can give. You can set up uh, automatic tithe if you want. You can uh, be a part of giving into the toy store there as well. You know, there's just opportunities. I love that image. That's one of my favorite images when God says... um, Uh, just strike the rock. Mm -hmm. Moses, I'm not asking you to to do a dance. I'm not asking you to break dance, right? I ask you to learn something new. Take what I've already given you. It's already in your hands. Obey my word. I know it sounds crazy. Like, come on. God, this wooden staff hitting Mm -hmm. this solid rock is going to produce water. I know you can't always understand how it works. But trust me, because I see the water that's already in the stone. And all it requires is to take what's in your hand and release it. And it'll change the community. I believe, Connect Church, we have the power to do that, not just with one offering, but with continued offerings, continued giving of our lives, our grace, our presence, our love in a tangible way into the community around us. And I want so to thank, thank you, for you, yeah, church, because we know we've been doing this now since March, yeah. right? And so yeah. you can feel like, so well, I'm it. not in a building, and yeah. I'm not doing this, and I'm not doing that, and yet you're still showing up, and you're still tithing, and you're still giving your offering. And I just want to say thank you. I want to commend you for doing that. Absolutely. I know that it can seem so easy to just come here and then like take the word and then run. But as you give and as you do, uh, as you submit your offering yep. and your um, tithe to the heart of God, I truly, I truly see the outworking of that. And I, it truly feels like we are still building the kingdom together. And that when this is when this season is inevitably behind us. 
there will be something that we all get to step into yeah. that we all felt like we contributed to actually building. Yes. Like I was a part of this. So thank you for that. We appreciate it so very much. Um, we just want, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, Dee, what, a, what a great thought to be able to, how can we go into, I wonder if we could, what, what this logo, if we could go into 2021 with an abundance. Yes. Like instead of a deficit, which so many churches are looking at, how do we, how can we go in as a church with abundance yeah. so that we cannot decrease our outreach, yeah. but increase it? And also like, we're not crawling to when we, yeah, I don't when crawl. we, when we get into, into that, when we get into like, you know, our, the new, the new church, the new church home, I don't want us to be like, Oh, we made it. Like, <laughs> like we got, we got it. We're going, like we're yeah. moving. So anyway, hey, chat room, seven o'clock on Tuesday night. It's the last uh, one of the, the last year. One of the and year. Then some things are going to be changing. So yeah, you're going to want to be, be a excited. part of it. Yep. Monday night football. I feel like we're going to want to come on. In. Yeah. So we love you fly, guys. Fly. We love you guys. Have a great Sunday. Yeah. What? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, hey, yes, hey, by the yes. way, Kiddos, parents, uh, you, you got to sign up. <laughs> Today is the last day to sign up for VBS. You got to sign up for VBS. It starts this week, so they get all the stuff to you. We love you. Bye. God bless you guys. <laughs> See ya. Thank you, social media.